Welcome to Creatively by Estelle, a podcast for creative and performing artists. My name is Estelle Avery and I'm your host. Whether you're just starting or you're a pro, this show will help you feel inspired and motivated every single week along your creative journey and will give you tactical tools and tips for fulfilling your creative goals and your God-given purpose as a creative person. You have gifts to give, so let's do this, let's live creatively, and let's get into the episode. Hey, hey. All right. Welcome back to Creatively by Estelle. I am so excited to share today's episode with you. I'm interviewing a friend. Um, We went to high school together and now she is here sharing her journey with you and I cannot wait to introduce you to her. It's a little bit of a longish episode, but so worth it. So buckle in. Okay. Pause it and come back and watch it again if necessary, or listen again if necessary, because you're going to want to hear everything that Hannah talks about today. If you're an aspiring artist or performer, especially you are going to love this episode. Before we jump in, I do want to let you know that this week, yes, drum roll please, drop-in classes are starting at Creatively Performing Arts, my online voice and performing arts studio. So as you know, I have a membership for any beginner singers who love musical theater and want to be in a community where you can grow as a singer and be uplifted by other people in the same community and get feedback from me as a voice teacher. But you might not know if you want this membership, right? If you are ready for this community, but I want you to get a taste of it. So you can try any drop-in class at any point in time. Um, if you are interested in just seeing what this membership might be like, get a feel for what the singing classes are like. And yeah, I'm really excited to be able to sing with you guys this week. The first class is on Wednesday. Um, it's going to be on Wednesday, August 17th. And the song that we're singing is opening up from Waitress. And then on Thursday, or sorry, Friday, Friday, August 19th, we're going to sing The Wizard and I from Wicked. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Beginner level you will not feel behind at all. You're going to feel so encouraged and ready to grow as a singer as you get some simple voice techniques while we work on these songs. So yay, I can't wait. Go to creativelybyestelle.com slash class, creativelybyestelle.com slash class in order to look at the classes and sign up. The link is in the show notes. All right, so Let's let me introduce you to our um, guest today. Hannah Thompson is a singer, actor, and voice teacher. She studied music as an undergrad at Belmont University, and then received her master's in music at University of South Carolina. And she's been teaching in South Carolina, but recently made a move to New York City to become a full-time performing artist after teaching and performing for years. She shares her story today about making bold pivots, knowing that your path will unfold as it ought to, especially as a creative, and how she's creating the life that she wants for herself as an artist. And she also gives great advice for dealing with rejection and imposter syndrome and finding auditions as a performer. So this is definitely the episode to inspire and support any aspiring singers, actors, and creatives. Okay, so listen in. Let's get into the interview. All right, so I'm here with Hannah Thompson, an old friend, old um, schoolmate, I guess. Hi, how are you doing today? So good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to talk to you. Like we were already saying before, this is really, it's a nice reunion um, (laughs) of like choir members. Yes. Caldwell reunion, (laughs) Caldwell singers, choir members, reunion, theater reunion. Cause you know, you did plays too. Like it's crazy. Um, Were we in a play together? I don't, were you in, um, were you in what's it called? Kind of no, not kind of Cristo. I know you. I wasn't that. I know you were in that one. What's that other mm-hmm. one? I can't remember. Three Musketeers. Were you in Three Musketeers? <laughs> no, but my brother was. Yeah, he was. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, no, one. I think because by the time you were a senior, yeah, I would have been because I would have been like in eighth grade. So, right. Yeah, right. So you weren't in the same. We weren't in the state. We weren't in high school together. We definitely both ate up as much theatrical musical things as yeah. we could, you know? Yes, yes, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited to hear about your journey 
as an artist, because I know now you are a singer, you are a voice teacher and an actor as well, right? So just tell us a little bit about what you do now and then a little bit about your journey. You can go into it as much as you want to, but just to let us know what you do now as a creative. Absolutely. Um, I've recently sort of taken a huge left turn just in my life and creative journey. Um, I recently moved to New York City in June. Yeah, so kind of totally shifting my life around before I was living in Columbia, South Carolina. That's where I did my master's. And then I really built my sort of teaching and performance base there before moving. Um, and that also lots of opportunities there really gave me this springboard to take the big move to New York um, and to pursue now musical theater, opera, really performing. Um, so this is something I haven't done uh, solely yet in my life. So I'm excited and um, I'm learning a lot. I still am, you know, putting all the pieces together of what that looks like to um, put music and performing in the forefront and then, you know, trying to maintain your life after. Um, I think before I moved here, it was more the opposite where I needed to have a full-time job. I was a lot more focused on voice teaching as well. And then I performed when I could. Um, I think COVID also really shifted that as well because we were just trying to survive. And, um, you know, when those opportunities left us, it was even just trickier to perform. Um, but luckily I found a lot of creative ways of doing so. Um, yeah, so you're kind of, we're, we're doing this interview as I'm starting a new chapter. Um, there's not yet much on the page, but I'm really excited and I'm using this summer really to just prep um, before lots of auditions come around and um, also just getting to know my performing community here. I mean, there's a huge one. So I'm really excited to just start working again um, whenever that may be. Wow. That's so beautiful. And I'm so excited for you. Like literally, as soon as I saw you're moving to New York, I was like, yes, go, yeah. go ahead. Yes. That's so exciting. And I, and I knew, and I think, I don't know if you'd mentioned it in your, on your Instagram or something that you were starting to perform, but I knew, I know that you had been performing, you know, I'd seen like in passing and I always notice yeah. when people are doing artistic things mm -hmm. I always like I don't know it's my mind like I can't not notice it I'm just like yes amazing love that that's beautiful so cool so um every time I saw that I was like oh wow that's so cool like she's performing and she's teaching at the same time like that's like you know that's a lot to juggle so kudos to you for even mm -hmm. doing that you know, because then you're able to like inspire your students from your experiences as well as like what you studied in school. So that's really, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for you and congratulations on the big move and like, you know, starting this new chapter. I know it's going to be great. So that's awesome. I'm excited, you know, and I've just had to have a lot of patience with myself and give myself a lot of grace. You know, I, like I mentioned, was very busy and I think since I started just sort of my artistic career, I definitely go on the side of busyness and mm -hmm. wanting to be involved in so many things. I, so I have a hard time saying no to opportunities. I think especially when you're starting out, you're just trying to get everything you can. Um, and so I was doing, right before I moved, I was doing a show um, I was finishing up my full-time job. I was teaching voice lessons and a musical theater class at a, a local theater. And like they were getting ready for their you know, end of year showcase. So it was so much going on. Um, I loved it. But then, you know, the next huge step was just moving. And I had to then give myself grace that you just need to get settled here first. You do not need to be going to 20 auditions a week, you know, as soon as you step foot here. <laughs> um, 
and I don't think I really could have, I wouldn't have known what to do. So um, just being a little bit more methodical and enjoying this time where it's a lot more still in my life and um, let, giving myself time to actually create, to practice, to just hone my skills. Um, that's, I think, something that every performer, every artist needs to remember that they don't have to constantly be doing and uh, in a show, constantly booked and busy. You know, there's also a lot of time where you need to practice and come back to yourself. And it is hard because it's not something we show off, you know, it's not something that's pervasive on social media, but it is definitely, I think, essential to, you know, every creative person's journey. Yeah. Wow. That was really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because I think that's, um, that's something that I've been trying to do, not even trying to do, something I've been doing mm -hmm. this year. Right. Yeah is really being intentional about like training vocally you know taking voice lessons um i'm doing like a voice technique certificate at berkeley now online and oh that's great yeah, i'm really excited yeah and it's like i'm trying to really focus on how can i make sure that i'm growing and intentionally you know making sure that my voice is where i want it to be mm -hmm. and um growing as an artist so i've been taking dance classes um and yeah. acting as well and so yeah you're very right like it's <laughs> i think it's for me it's kind of i'm trying to do it as like a jumping off point so that like because i didn't get that traditional um training in college you know in musical theater and singing dancing acting now i'm trying to sort of create my own um <laughs> education yeah. and so but it's 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 true like we all need that time to like step back and say like what am i doing um where am i now where do i want to be and how can i get there yeah. what does it take to get well, i mean there? i identify with that i mean a lot of my training in college you know i started out i was going to be a choir teacher you know and yeah. i went to school for music ed and um, I really enjoyed that and I'm really thankful that that was my foundation because it did teach me so many other skills within the music world um, that you can uh, you can access even while you're performing or um, you know if that's the goal is to build sort of a program in a school maybe to go to higher education you know I'm so thankful that that was my initial training and then just as I continued on I wanted to pursue then private voice teaching because that was something that was so important to me. It took me a while to figure out my voice and I think I still am. Um, and I always valued that one-on-one -on -one instruction that you get and just that time for you to also, I think voice lessons, they work on you and your psyche so much too, not just your singing voice. Um, you really check in with yourself. And so then that was sort of the goal of grad school was to learn more about the voice and performing so I could um, put that into private instruction. And then it kind of became a hodgepodge of, oh, I really like performing and I always have. And I just want to jump into that head on. <laughs> Guys, Hannah has always been a performer, okay? Like, <laughs> our school is very small, so like you could see like people in their element more because that's true like, okay like you you knew who was going to be in the play right you knew who's going to be in choir like you knew who was gonna you know try to be in the sport or that sport right like you you could just tell not that you wanted to box people in but you could tell people's talents if you're doing something everyone can kind of see everyone knows that you're yes. you know <laughs> right so, because of that like i i could tell like from the very beginning, like, oh, Hannah's such a good singer. She's such a great performer, <laughs> you know, like you could, you could tell. And, and yeah, so I'm so excited that, was there a, like a turning point, would you say, I or I guess clearly there was, but like, could you pinpoint like mm -hmm. a specific turning point? Because I know, like I was talking to you before um, this, you know, a lot of people, grew up in the arts right or grew up 
mm-hmm. kind of being encouraged to be creative and that's great and then eventually that kind of wanes a little bit they sort of want to be more quote-unquote serious or you know whatever society says um try to try to put arts in a certain place in your life right um and then but then eventually sometimes people kind of come back to the arts if that's what they're drawn to if that's in their nature if that's if god has literally gifted them with those talents and those gifts and that passion for it and so for me like there was definitely a turning point where i was like oh no like i'm definitely going all in in this um yeah and i know you've been like your entire journey has been creative like your voice teaching you know that's incredibly creative being a teacher right and um mm-hmm. you are still performing but i think tell us about like your upbringing in the arts and what kind of drew you to the arts in the first place if you can think about that and then like where do you think it kind of got away from performing and then what was the moment that kind of that really like pushed you to now move to new york right and like start a performing career that's you know that's a big jump and, and an amazing jump but i'm just curious about like the journey towards like that turning point if that makes sense yes <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> i think in terms of finding it first, you know, it did start in middle school choir. You know, I I felt like I couldn't do anything well when it, I was growing up um, in middle school. I just felt, you know, very wallflower. And I think my tendency is um, that I can be shy. But when I found music and singing, that sort of gave me an identity. Um, It helped me express myself. It helped me, it feels good to feel good at something (laughs) or to be good at something. Um, And just when you kind of find your calling, I feel like I found it early, you know, in middle school. Um, And then that kind of set me off. I wanted to do as much as I could in the arts. Um, And I think I've always had a lot of interests within music and acting as well. I've done a lot of um, church music. I've done more on the classical side, opera, musical theater. And I like to dabble in all of those, I think, because I wanted to experience as much as I could. Um, So that was the introduction, was really middle school choir. I'm hooked. And gosh, I feel like I've had so many turning points in my career where I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do, or these people are saying no to me. What, what do I want? Um, and honestly, you know, getting even into music school, uh, into a music program was hard for me. Um, I just hadn't really honed my skills yet. And honestly, I think some of the, um, that fear and shyness that like has always been a little bit of a crutch for me, that especially jumping into a huge pond from a very, or a huge ocean uh, coming from a small pond, that was really tough. Um, And so I kind of got hit in the face with that early on, which I think was good for me. I faced rejection right out of the gate, (laughs) which, um, you know, for a minute I thought, I can't do this. I'm not going to crack it. And then, I don't know, something inside was just like, try one more time. Um, and this was just to get into music school. So I did. And then, you know, there were many decisions down the line, um, where I wanted to go, where I felt valued and where I felt that I could be myself. And so, um, that caused like a change in schools, a change in program. Um, and I think maybe that first rejection, you know, just trying to make it into this world and rejection to learn more about music. Um, It put in me maybe this, a little bit of a fear-based choice that, okay, I'm going to do something that feels safe. I do love educating. Um, The more I took those education classes, I really enjoyed it. But I thought, okay, this is safe and I can still sort of uh, surround myself with music even though, well, I do still really want to perform. I think there's a place for me in that, but no one's really offering me that yet. Um, And so I think, yeah, some of the decision to 
pursue education was a little bit out of fear, but I did really grow to love it. And I saw how you can perform as a teacher, how you can then inspire kids to also feel comfortable in their own skin and really, you know, doing that for kids just like me when I was in middle school and giving them that platform early on. Um, I think a change to, you know, pursue performing that happened in college when I was doing my student teaching and I was also auditioning for grad school for voice. Um, and I just, I had a teacher who encouraged me, I think you're not done yet with sort of this pursuing um, your voice and performing in that way. So I decided to shift to only performing, but I was also teaching uh, privately and I really enjoyed that. And then a huge shift that really took me to the path of New York was, <laughs> I actually did a, a play um, by a local playwright named Lou Clyde in South Carolina. Um, it was weird. I had done a production of Into the Woods and then one of my co-stars said, hey, um, this person needs people to do a dramatic reading for their new play. Would you be interested? I said, sure. So I did it, you know, thought nothing of it. And then COVID hit. Then right after, sort of it was, it was starting to open up. This is about two years later. The playwright asked me to audition. They were going to go show it in New York City um, at an off-Broadway theater. And like, trip would be paid for like all expenses included and I was like yeah why not <laughs> like I don't even do plays anymore I just do sort of musicals and opera but yeah why not and you know an audition where I felt like nope absolutely not they're not going to pick me that was terrible and then I got it and um I got to premiere a new work um up here in New York a year ago actually and just working with these people, um, the directors and the other uh, co-stars were so enlightening, incredible. And they gave me a lot of encouragement to pursue this and were saying, you have something that can be shown. And then I came to New York and did the show and it just felt like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is like it's the magical like warm feeling you get. It's like, okay, that's my next step. Yeah. That's a very, um, <laughs> hopefully was truncated version of there's so many turning points. Like yeah. I can't pick just one, but they've all, you know, I would sometimes look back on my choices in my career and be like, I should have done this. I should have done this sooner. Da, da, da. But really everything led up to where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, all I can say is I'm thankful I'm going to use that to my yeah. best ability. Yeah, that's so good. I love the, how you described um, being like, oh, maybe that was a fear-based decision, but then okay. it ended up working out. And then at the end of the day, like, I always, like, like you were saying earlier, like your path will always, like, it'll always lead back to where it's supposed to be eventually mm -hmm. yeah I love that and I love that you had those teachers encouraging you along the way like literally it was like all signs were pointing to performing but sometimes yeah. that's a minute to <laughs> to adjust <laughs> so I'm literally me too like I'm right there with you <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and it's crazy I literally never told anyone like I literally never talked about this but I I actually was also when I was applying for colleges I wanted mm -hmm. to like, I really wanted to do something in the arts, but I was like, no, like, I have to do something practical. And I love, I love psychology and I'm really glad I studied it. Yeah. Because it was helpful to like life in general and like everything that I want to do now, like I'm starting a business, like I'm also performing and yeah, I want to go to grad school eventually at some point. Like, I just, I'm just so glad I had that background in like research and like psychology and all that stuff. But I, yeah, I really wanted to do something in the arts. I wanted to at least minor in something. And so I was, I was like, I think there was, there were a couple schools that I had like applied to 
that were like you could get like a scholarship in their music department and you could just mm-hmm. like classes there or be a minor or a double major and i was like oh i'd love that but i was kind of hesitant because i was like oh but like everyone thinks i'm gonna be pre-med like i can't like just all of a sudden now be like a double music and psychology there's only one path yeah yeah like my mind was so like i don't know i was 17 years old okay guys like i don't know right (laughs) like what i was like me to make this decision now (laughs) literally so i was like yeah it has to be this one thing but i still auditioned for a couple ones i auditioned for College of Charleston. I'm laughing because now I'm like, why did I do this? No I chose, yes, but why did I choose the hardest song in the world? I chose Don't Rain on My Parade. <laughs> Which, if you are in the musical theater world right now, you know there is a lot of drama around Funny Girl on Broadway. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I do mm-hmm. I do want to go check it out. I've heard yeah. it. I think it's Julia, Julia or Julie Banco. Mm-hmm. She's the understudy, but yeah, I mean, right. Like that song, even just with the <laughs> historical weight that it has, it's like, why I would I take this on? Why <laughs> I did that? No, I know why I did that. Cause I was watching Glee, everyone. I had been watching Glee. Of course. And yeah. Molly and Michelle do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ugh. 17 year old me. I wish I could just go back and be like, please choose another song but anyway oh, I did. No, it was okay no, yeah i mean like it was I always terrible like i need a workshop with that <laughs> it wasn't terrible but it just like why would i do that song like there are other songs that could have shown off my voice better anyway point is i didn't get the scholarship okay but <laughs> <laughs> why, but why you need those all like fall on your face moments right to learn. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just sharing yeah. this to say like like I was like, I was still wanting to do that, but as soon as I was like, oh no, like I didn't, and I think I I auditioned to like, um, other ones. Like that wasn't the only one. I, that's just the only one I remember distinctly. I remember distinctly because it was that song, and and I sang another song too. I think I sang um, Caro Mio Bien, maybe like it was like a classical, oh, like very simple yes. classical song, and I was like, at least I knew that one went well, but because Mrs. Fake, our choir teacher, worked with me on that one um oh yes good. well i mean right you can't go wrong with the caro mio ben <laughs> yeah so i did that but um yeah at the end of the day i did not get it all that to say is now i'm back in like the arts and performing and stuff so you know like you said it eventually like we will get back onto the right paths for us and so I, i'm glad that you shared that and i love hearing that's why i love interviewing people on this show I love hearing stories. I mean, we're we're artists. We love stories, right? But I just love hearing right. people's stories so far because obviously you have a long way to go and you have amazing things ahead. But I love hearing people's stories so far because it just goes to show like um, it's okay if you make one quote unquote wrong decision or one seemingly wrong turn um, because eventually I believe that God will get you back on your path. Um, right. And the situations will line up such that you end up where you need to be eventually. So thank you for sharing. Right. And like not even, yeah, like not even thinking that it's a uh, a wrong decision, but like you're going to use it in the future no matter what. And I think a, a long-term goal of mine, this is really like the only clear one I have right now is I'm going to use whatever I can in performing to one day give it back. Uh, either in the classroom or in a, a voice studio, you know, I think we, you know, if, if we have all this experience, but we don't share it and we don't help lead the next generation, you know, I think we do a disservice just to the arts community in general. Um, and even whether you're doing that as a career, you know, teaching and giving back, or you're just doing it um, to your community, you yeah. know, and to those people who are maybe they're asking you questions um, or they don't know where to start. And so, you know, I want to be able to give that to somebody um, who maybe even starts earlier, earlier than I did, you know, so they can get on that path. Yes. Amen to that. Same here. Mm-hmm. I really, I love that. And that's what you're doing here by being on this show. So thank you for sharing with us. <laughs> We're giving back. Yes. We are, yes. <laughs> but it's so true. Like I wish, I mean, you know, I know I knew creative people growing up, but it was like 
you know, you don't really see as many examples of like older people who are like doing their creative work, you know, I mean, obviously our choir teachers, our drama teachers and yeah. everything, but which is why they're so important. But um, yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's so important for people not to gatekeep and to like share like, this is what was my process yeah. and this is how mm -hmm. it went for me. Um, and so that people at least know like, okay, this is possible. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing that. And Absolutely. I know a lot of people um, would sort of sort of point to imposter syndrome and like feeling like, oh, mm. they're not good enough and therefore they're not going to um, use their creative gifts at all. Like they're just not even gonna do anything with it or experiencing self-doubt or, you know, saying, okay, I'm too shy, so I'm not going to attempt to step out and to try this new thing or to try this, you know, dance class or try a voice lesson or audition for this show mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, I, I would love for you to talk about your mindset and how you're able to bounce back from rejection, how you're able to overcome ex like feeling shy and maybe moments of self-doubt, maybe moments of, you know, fear and things like that. What are some, what are some of your experiences with, with that and how have you been able to bounce back? Yeah. Well, uh, first thing that comes to mind, I mean, even when I'm, you know, I was getting students prepared for auditions and they're just like, I can't ever shake these nerves. And I tell them, honestly, you know, the nerves never really go away. We need a little bit just to get us energized. Um, but there is a way that you can balance them and quiet some of the sort of bad nerves down, the anxieties, and then just let your art shine through. Um, I think a mindset that I had for so long and only till recently I've realized that's probably not very smart is I will tell myself, you have to get this mm -hmm. or else basically. And I'll give myself this huge ultimatum of, if you don't get this, I don't know how you're going to do A, B, and C, you know? And I thought that was positive thinking because I was trying to psych myself up that you're going to get this, you know, they're, they have to choose you. Um, when really, I think that's a detrimental thinking process because you're putting all of your worth into what other people are going to think of you, you know? to this yes or no, you got the job, you didn't, you know, then your worth is totally tied up into that. Um, and that's easy to think, especially with singing or with anything with your body. It's so, um, it's such an intimate thing that we're presenting ourselves to the world with. Um, and it's, of course, it's easy for us to feel, um, you know, like we're burying our soul every time. Um, so instead of thinking that, you have to do this, you have to get this or else. I've started to tell myself, you're gonna show them all of you. You're gonna show them what you can do to the best of your abilities. And the rest is out of your hands. And that's where, you know, there's just um, so many cool audition stories where people are like, I didn't think I was gonna get it, but you know, the director, the writer, you know, whoever said there was something about you that we just had to have you, you know, and usually it is your own personality and who, what you bring to the table that no one else can bring. Um, you can hit your marks totally. You can, you know, your belt can be totally there. Um, you remember all your words, but that's sort of like what they're expecting of everybody. And then all you can do is show who you really are. Um, yeah. When I found out what imposter syndrome was, I was like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> I totally have that. <laughs> Same, yeah. And right, right. And again, I think that goes to you have to take yourself out of this big picture that if I don't get this, then my whole career is over, you know, because you're putting yourself into this position of someone who can't fail rather than I'm probably going to fail and I'm probably going to get a lot of no's, but that's not what defines me. Um, you know, it's always the journey in between, right? Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love, I wrote it down. You're going to show them all of you, right? Like telling yourself, just show them who you are and, and like, rather than proving it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, conviction over convincing. Like you're like, I know who yeah. I'm. Oh, I like that. Standing in, you know, this is what I've worked on, and and I know, and I've heard a lot of people say, and I've always, I like auditions for this very fact that it's mm-hmm. literally an opportunity to perform. Like you get the chance to perform, yeah. which is like what we want to do anyway. And yeah, it's and 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 when you like put aside all of that, like it has to be this way, like this specific outcome i just did an episode um like a solo episode where i was talking about hoping like putting your hope not in a specific outcome but in your hope and knowing that god has a path for you and you're going to be on that path regardless Mm -hmm. and so like you can you can get your hopes up but just don't get your hopes up in that in like oh it has to turn out this way but instead put your hope in the fact that i get to perform like i get to do this creative process i get to you know just again show all of me show mm-hmm. myself be who i am and whatever happens is going to happen like the way that it ought to happen um yeah and yeah i love that that was really good that's so true so good it's been definitely a game changer yeah for me and oh i just had a thought and i lost it um yeah i don't know <laughs> all right if it comes back but it's been helpful let me know if it comes back Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. So, and so have you seen, like, since you started embodying that different mindset, like, have you seen differences in the way that you perform and the way that you even, not even just auditioning, but like when you're performing, I don't know, you know, sometimes like if you're not fully focused on like the character that you're portraying or like Mm -hmm. the song that you're singing, you know, those thoughts will start running through and it's like, no, like I need to be doing the work and not thinking about, you know, what people might be thinking about me doing the work or not thinking about all my fears of what if I'm doing this wrong, you know, like, have you, yes. have you seen those negative mindsets come in when you're performing? And then like, how have you seen any differences in like changing that mindset? Yeah. Well, I think the old mindset that you have to do this, you have to prove that you can do it. It is way more distracting as a performer. It's kind of like if a million, you know, phone lights were flashing in your face that you're thinking about, oh, am I doing this well? How does this look? You know, did I enter that, get that cue right? Mm -hmm. And you can just self-analyze as you perform, which I always tell my students, it's like trying to fix a car while driving it you know, you have to stop and center yourself. So I've noticed when I have more of the mindset that I'm presenting what I can do to the best of my abilities, I feel more truly just centered in my body, you know, for singing, it takes the whole body. Um, And you have to have so much focus um, with your technique. And so if you can just channel your thoughts on making that happen rather than what is everybody thinking? What's going on around me? And of course you have to be aware of those things, but starting with the centering yourself really helps one with the breath and how you can feel much more connected, um, how you are listening to everything around you rather than, I guess, um, trying to take, uh, take it all in and decipher everything while you're doing the performing. Um, I've just noticed a huge shift in me feeling centered and more focused. And then I don't have time to think about all of those other thoughts of why are you doing this? You're not doing well. Oh, you should have, <laughs> you should have practiced more. Um, <laughs> you should have spent more time. Um, and just, you know, doing what you can. I think that really helps. And then I do notice like even in that's when a character can shine through, especially when you're not put like, I'm not putting all Hannah's thoughts on this character. I'm just letting this new person shine through. And then I'm doing my job as well. Yeah. Focusing on the work, right. Instead of all the distractions that might be coming in and right. You know, um, and then like if any mistakes or something happens, you know, I think that's, you know, the best advice for an actor is like being, learning how to adapt, yeah. right? Because something's definitely going to go wrong, but, you know, you are, when you're so focused, you can stay on the path 
and it's like nothing went wrong. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's true, not just for like performing or being in an audition, but just like being a creative in general, you know, there are going to be so many distractions such as negative mindsets and doubts and imposter syndrome. Like those are all distractions to your journey towards whatever your goal is, whatever your idea of success Mm -hmm. is, or just being on the process of being an artist. Um, like there are going to be distractions and obstacles and things like that. What's some of that opposition that maybe you face so far, you know, from whether it's people or situations, like what are some of those, uh, things that you face? Because I know every creative, like you're going to face, like being an artist is not for the faint of heart. Some, some Mm -hmm. might say, right? Like you're going to face challenges. You're going to face obstacles. So what are some of those, what's some of the opposition towards just being a creative in general, you know, um, especially in a world where sometimes being an artist isn't always praised, isn't always, you know, encouraged, you know? Mm. I think, you know, as an artist, you have to know how to market yourself. You have to really be your own boss and stick up for yourself. Um, and in order for people to see you, there's a lot of those extra things you have to do. I think even now, you know, any sort of social media presence or, um, you know, advertising of what you're doing, you're really advocating for yourself and that those are such important things really with any career that you're doing, you know, if you want to be the best that you can be, you're doing that. but that can sometimes distract me a lot from truly just getting in the practice room and, you know, working on my craft. I'll think, Oh, well, I don't, ha- I need this website. I need these new recordings. I need new headshots, da, da, da. And a lot of those things while being important can be sometimes um, overwhelming because it feels like you have to do it all. Um, and I would say when facing those oppositions, that's when, you know, you ask for help, ask people what they did. And I think sometimes we want to present ourselves as all knowing and like, oh yeah, I just figured this out myself. And I don't know, I haven't met anybody who's totally figured it out themselves. They've uh, had help with friends, teachers, mentors, blogs, you know, podcasts. Um, And they're using all of the tools they can. I think my grandpa said that my mom would always remind me of when I faced opposition of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel so alone. And he would always say, no one was born knowing how to do this. This being whatever, fill in the blank. No one was, no one became a professional overnight. No one knew all the right decisions, you know, right then and there. Um, So not letting all of the different sort of components steer you away from what you have to do. And also not feeling like, again, your identity is wrapped up in all of that. Um, I think those are some oppositions that I faced Mm -hmm. other than, you know, just people saying no. Um, And I think that's another thing. We think that we're going to be defined by all of the rejections when really no one has asked me well, why did it take you this long to get into music school? Or, oh, you didn't get this part. No one ever asked me that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really more of what we think in our head is, it feels like we have just this big sign of, I've been rejected this many times. And really no one is looking at that. Everyone's just looking at what you can do and what your potential is. So not letting your own self be an opposition and then not letting the, um, I think lifestyle of, pursuing an artistic career don't let that hinder you um especially if you feel like I can't do this on my own I have no idea how to do this let me ask for help so true so good everything you're saying I love it I love it I any yeah I think any creative can learn from this you know even if you're not in the performing arts or in you know a singer or actor but especially performers but any creative can learn from that because um, like what you said about 
you're the only one it's in your mind like all the rejection all of the things all the opposition that you think is like defining you you are thinking about it more than anyone else right and people really want to see like what are you like what can you do like how are you being you how can you share your gifts right focus on sharing your gifts focus on doing the work i love that and yeah what you said about like marketing advocating for yourself is so important for sure but thank you for that reminder like at the end mm-hmm. of the day focus on your craft focus on being the best that you can be as an artist um i love that thank you so much for sharing i know we are going to be wrapping up but i would love to know just like an, on a tactical note um especially as you're getting into performing full-time what are some tips that you would give for like finding auditions finding opportunities to be creative you know putting yourself out there I know you're like you said you're trying to like get involved in the community there the performing arts community what are some things that you're learning about like the audition process and um and just finding opportunities to be creative where you are now yes and i mean take this with a grain of salt i'm still learning the process but what i was encouraged to do one go to every audition you can that feels like you know it's something you can do um don't shy away if it's maybe not your dream role or the dream experience you know everyone has to start somewhere um you know and maybe you're doing a couple of collaborations where you're not getting paid or um you know it's maybe one long day of rehearsing you know it's just not ideal but that gets you into the community and you know you don't want to take those types of jobs where you're not getting paid or compensated for your time you don't want to do that forever but um i think not turning your nose up to certain jobs certain experiences that's a great way to just get started um i've used the platforms backstage for casting calls um i've also used for the more operatic world there's one called yap tracker um and that just shows you auditions competitions you know all the notices um i know that the sort of audition world has shifted since covid and i think we're still um trying to figure out what that looks like but so many of them the auditions are online they're over zoom i had one over zoom the other day which was honestly really nice i was in the comfort of my own home um you know the live experience is a little bit different but it was still really nice uh a lot of times they ask for audition reels um sort of like a compilation of work that you've done and i'm working on getting one of those together right now um so a lot of it is you know you see what their requirements are you see if is this really something that i could take on um or do i need a little bit more experience with but also if it's free to send in your materials you know what's stopping you from just sending it in and then see what happens um so not getting bogged down with i'm not right for that or that's not really a great opportunity you know just get your stuff out there get your foot in the door sing perform for as many people as you can um and then once you start getting those jobs you can be more selective um as you you know dive more into the community but that's my advice for anyone you know no matter what if it's a huge like new york city based uh, community or it's like your local theaters and you're like i don't know like if i should really do this will they really like it just get your foot in the door you never know what they're looking for it's so true just put yourself out there and just start and start just start start yeah right i love that thank you so much for sharing that it's so good and it's something that we all need a reminder of all the time like as creatives just put yourself out there just go like you have something to give you have a gift to give you have a craft that you've worked on or if you're just starting to work on it just start you know start today like you were saying like it's easy to look back and say oh i should have started earlier i should have done this earlier right mm-hmm. no one wants to live with that regret right 
you know, not that there should any be, there should be any regret because at the end of the day, you're going to be on the right path, but you know, just start now and then you won't have to worry about regretting it later. So I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Hannah, for being here. Last question. Well, second to last question, if you could um, leave us with just one word of advice for any creative, any aspiring creative artist, performer who may be listening and you could just say like one thing, what would you say? Mm. Ooh, one piece of advice. I would say keep your community close not just your artistic community, but those who prop you up, your friends, family, whatever that looks like. Um, Keep them in the loop about what you're doing and let them in. Um, Again, this can be a very lonely process and sometimes it'll just be a word or a sentence from a friend that's encouraging you and it can really lift you up. Um, sometimes we need those reminders because we can't always tell ourselves that we wish we could, but that's why we have our community. Um, that's gotten me through so many different walks of my life. And really it is those friends that have kept me on this path and have encouraged me. Um, don't feel like you have to close off and figure this out all on your own. I know I've said that earlier, but it really is, I think, a make or break um, aspect of the performing community. We don't want to have this burnout to where it's just too much. Um, We want to feel like we can ask for help. Um, Yeah, keep your community close. That's so good. Yes, love that. Thank you so much. And um where can anyone and everyone connect with you do you have like a website social media anything that you would like to share where people can connect with you if they want to check in on what you're up to yeah i am working on a website i feel like i've been saying that for years but i am uh though right now you can just find me on instagram i'm at hannah.e.thompson it's just my full name um on instagram I mean, I'm on Facebook with the same name. Um, yeah, those are the, the two places. Thank you. And I'll put all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here, Hannah. Thank you for sharing with us all your advice and just your story in general. It was really inspiring to me. And I know that it inspired everyone listening. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you for providing this platform. I think it's so helpful and just something really nice to listen to any, any time of the day. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Creatively by Estelle. I hope you feel encouraged by today's episode as you start this week. And if you have a moment, I would love for you to just share this episode with a friend if you liked it or with someone who you think this could be encouraging to. It would really help the show. Also, if you really loved this episode, if you wouldn't mind going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review and rating this show, it would really help us reach more people through the show and grow our creatively community all right thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next week